Hello and welcome to Style and Substance, a branding and business podcast for inspired and empowered entrepreneurs. I'm Elizabeth Cairns and together with my fabulous co-host Fiona Humberstone, we're here to help you sidestep the hustle, keep joy at the forefront of your work and champion a more meaningful and sustainable approach to business. We'll talk about everything from purpose to productivity, from colour psychology to creativity, where to start and how to keep going, how to stay inspired, empowered, and more importantly, sane in the process. We hope you enjoy the show. And if you do, please like, share, subscribe, and keep listening. We have got such a good one today. I'm so excited for this. It feels like the right time, just as we finally had a sunny day, just as the blossoms and the buds are starting to unfurl, to be talking about something that is so dear to your heart, which is flow. Yes. Oh, I love this. This is going to be juicy. Yeah, it really is. And it is the perfect time. Like We're, we're into spring now. And, and I really am so passionate about not only just enabling people to get into their flow and specifically their flow states, which is a beautiful, sweet spot to be when you've ever experienced that, but actually this sense of what it's like to be in a business that feels like it's flowing, that mm. isn't one that feels, despite you working hard, doesn't feel like it's hard work, doesn't feel like it's overly effortful, doesn't feel like we're having to push to force to really struggle through getting business to work for us. We want business to feel inspiring. We want it to feel joyful. We want it to feel as easy as possible. And flow for me and, and having an understanding of that really speaks to that essence. So yes, very excited. I think also excited because there's no question that for lots of us, 2023 was a turbulent, challenging year. Yeah. And being able to maintain your creativity, your confidence, your sense of vision, possibility, inspiration in what are incredibly challenging times mm. is it's not just a nice to have it's a real commercial essential and I wonder if before we get into all the amazing things you've got planned we just take a minute to explore like is this just woo woo is it just wafting it about just, well yeah because I think it's all very well when business is going well to kind of go all right you've got that bedrock of business that's going well. Now let's make it fun. Now let's make it rewarding and enjoyable. But ultimately, when you've got bills to pay, mm. being in your flow state feels a little bit like a luxury, doesn't it? Yeah, can do. And I think this ties into the other bedrock that we've spoken about before, which is vitality. Yeah, you know, Vitality is the driving force for your business. It's not the afterthought. Like self-care isn't the afterthought that you do when things are going well. Mm. It's the prerequisite to create a sustainable business, to avoid burnout, and to actually give you that bedrock of energy that you can draw from. And it's, it's the same with flow. Mm. This isn't about wafting about, not being directional or intentional, and just waiting until business lands in your lap. Not, you know, and, and quite often I think there's a misperception of that. Yeah. When you say go with the flow, it's, it's almost like you're just drifting. And there is an essence of, you know, if you imagine it like a river, there is an essence of that lovely feeling you get when there's a current and you pick your feet up and you go with it. Mm. But that doesn't mean it's not intentional. What we're talking about is avoiding the hard push, the hustle, 
the unnecessary graft and the angst that comes with that real push approach to business. And actually, our culture is really geared up for that push instinctively. And we're set up to drive ourselves forward. We're set up to be independent. We're set up to achieve the highest accolades and work our way up the ladder. And in order to do that, we have to push, push, push. And we've got this sort of myth of meritocracy that everybody who works really hard and push, push, pushes will always get their just desserts. And we know that that's not true because there are lots of people working really, really hard for whom things don't always align. Mm. And I suppose it comes back to even when business is challenging, having that experience of feeling like things are moving forwards at a pace that works for you, feeling like there's a momentum, feeling like it's not a stop start, feeling like you're not falling off the wagon every five minutes and having to hurt, like grab yourself back on again. It's that essence I think we need to get in business, that sense of there is a flow to this, there is a rhythm to this, there is a, a way of working that is sustainable. And I wonder what the commercial upside of that is, because I I can feel those of us who have big financial commitments Mm. struggling to reconcile that idea that it, it should be a flow state and we shouldn't be driving ourselves into the ground when ultimately, if things are in a place where the bills are at risk of not being paid, mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like a very smart way mm. to do business, does it? Yeah. Let's think about what assumptions we're making when we think about flow, that we're just sitting back and we're not engaging. It's not mm. about that. And there's also a difference between what we might call scientific terms of flow state mm. and a business that's flowing. And we'll talk about those two things. There's distinct commercial downsides to the hustle and the push. And when you're feeling under pressure and you're anxious and you're not enjoying the business that you're in, you're much more likely to make knee jerk, financially risky decisions. Mm. When you push yourself beyond what your physical, mental, emotional capacity is consistently, you make yourself more liable to burnout Mm. and it's not a sustainable approach. You are more likely to spread yourself really thinly and become all things to all people and therefore miss your magic, miss your niche, because Mm. you're just, I'm just going to take whatever work is there. I mean, that sort of falls slightly outside of flow, but that sort of anxious heightened state of, I just need to do stuff. I just need to do stuff. Mm. We're not saying don't do stuff, but we're saying the attitude with which we approach it and there are certain things that you can do that massively increase productivity. So when you're not thinking about things as a flow and you're struggling or you're anxious to pay those bills, you're more likely to be distracted and all over the place for a start and Mm. be on that high threat alert. Therefore, you're less likely to be focused. You're less likely to be intentional. You're less likely to be productive. When you embrace more flow, whether that's a flow state or just that general attitude of moving through your business smoothly, you are much likely to make the most of the time that you have. You're much more likely to make strategically sound decisions because you're not in that heightened amygdala space. I think it's easier to see possibilities as well, right? When we're on high alert, we can miss things. Yes. You know, things that are landing in our lap that maybe weren't what we'd sort of defined as being our space, because we're on this high alert and we're in this real threat state. We're Mm. like, I don't do that. I can't do that. Or it just gets dismissed. And then when you just calm that shit down, you're like, 
oh my god I could have done that I could have done that really well there's some work for me (laughs) exactly there is a flow to nature there is a flow to us as human beings there are seasons there are cycles there is a natural ebb and flow of everything and if we are constantly in force not flow we are working against nature we're working against our instinct we're not in that regenerative cycle of rest mm. restore ideation where the creativity comes from mm. if we're constantly in this force and we know that businesses need to be more innovative now we need to be able to unfold on our creative edge so if you don't spend any time in that regenerative process of dreaming of ideating of being creative then those ideas are never going to come you just become a robot going through a tick list of things to be productive so that you feel like you've done something and you know if I think back to where the open house concept came from that came out of challenging times but it didn't come from me sitting down grinding out at my desk yeah it actually happened on a walk when I wasn't thinking, when I was in more of a a flow state, when I, I think there's sort of this slow business concept, which I absolutely have respect for, but it's not the business that you and I run. No. And then there's the hustle, you know, fast growth, burnout, inevitable kind of situation. And that's categorically not what we're advocating either. Mm. And I do think there's this middle ground that's a bit more measured where you absolutely have to be responsive to your commercials and you absolutely need to make things happen Mm. and I think what we've discovered from working together or certainly what I've discovered from working with you is that when I make things happen based on my inspiration or my vision or my purpose Mm. they go better they land better always and and they're more enjoyable right yeah exactly and I think this thing about pay fast slow this is the beautiful thing I think about this concept of vitality of flow as a principle is that Mm. it is a massive accelerator yeah but the difference is is it doesn't feel like a white knuckle ride in a Ferrari Mm. (laughs) yes it feels like that amazing if any of you have ever been sailing you know that amazing experience when you get the wind behind you and you just go and it's effortless because you've just adjusted your sail in the right place Mm. and there's this force that carries you and so it massively accelerates it enables us to bend time both flow and and having this vitality principle speeds things up without it getting out of hand Mm. so essentially what we're saying is we may be in a in the midst of a recession now or we may be I mean, the mids would be nice, wouldn't it? We may be embarking on a recession now, but actually flow is not a nice to have. Flow is going to be that thing that really smooths your path through this recession. And vitality is fundamental to you coming out in one piece on the other side of it. Yeah, I think it really is. And the beautiful thing is, is this is innate within us. This is our sort of natural way of being. Mm. Let's really understand what it means for us when we're forcing and the downsides of that. And then what enables us to flow more so that we we just have that feeling that we're carrying our business, our business is carrying us, and it doesn't feel like hard work. Amazing. 
So let's start with force, because that, as you've already said, is the kind of general accepted wisdom of what doing business well looks like. How would you categorise doing business with force? Well, it's kind of self-explanatory, isn't it? It <laughs> Force is when, is when you're having to push something through yeah. rather than allowing it to unfold. And that's a very challenging concept, I think, for an entrepreneur at any point, because our whole, we've talked about this in entrepreneurial spirit, the whole thing is about realising potential. Mm. I don't want to sit back and just let something unfold. No, thanks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But this is where we get into the subtleties of this, the nuance of it. And this is where, for me, it's a real sweet spot, because there's so many nuances here. It's not about sitting back and waiting for the business just to drop in. We're not saying that that's the case. Mm. But when you're forcing you're putting in a disproportional amount of effort to the reward that you get for your work. It feels like hard work. Mm. There's a level of anxiousness that goes with it. Mm. There's a level of uncertainty and I'm not good enough and, and a pressure that is very different from the pull of inspiration, mm. vitality and joy. What it looks like is looking at the things that you're afraid of to drive you forwards yes and those informing your decision so I've got no money so I have to launch this new product right now mm. but the optimum time for that might not be right now if you are in a more flowing natural state to your business because when you're in a flow state in general with your business things slot in in appropriate timing it feels effortless Mm. And that's a really difficult thing to come out there and say, it's like, oh, yeah, we're just wafting effortlessly through our business. And maybe it doesn't feel completely effortless for everybody. But there is a definite absence of negative pressure, anxiety, confusion, distraction, perfectionism. Perfectionism is a real mm. kind of force. Mm. It's a very forceful way of moving through business. I wonder, you're making me think, you know, you know, I've got this very instinctive, hard no response to the six figure income boasty approach. Mm. And, you know, and, and that whole marketing tactic based on fear, I've always chosen to market with a carrot rather than a stick. Yeah. And I've never really been able to articulate why. And I'm wondering if it is something to do with well, I say I've never been able to articulate why. I feel like a lot of that is to do with me wanting to attract clients that are going to be a joy to work with. And if someone's Absolutely. in that state of fear, they're generally not a joy to work with. I wonder if this is all linked. Absolutely it is. And I think that's one of the other benefits of this flow approach is you're much more likely to find alignment with the right people in the right mm. way at the right time than you are if you're forcing because it's about the energy that we put into our business and the ripple effect that that creates. And this, you know, for anyone that's still a little bit sceptical, you know, for one, you keep saying this, but I'm just going to say it once more. No one is advocating, like, sit back and wait for the business to land on your lap. No, we don't want to be stuck. No, exactly. But ultimately, I think this is where the commercial case for flow starts to kick in. Because actually what we're doing is we're playing a long game mm. rather than a short-term game. And... We're looking at not just what business can we get in by the end of the week or the end of the month, 
and how much can we charge tomorrow? But actually, we're looking at a much more sustainable way of doing business financially, commercially, reputationally, Mm. emotionally, creatively, which is really putting excellence in my head anyway you might argue with that because that might link too much to perfectionism but but putting excellence doing a great job and getting lots of repeat business recommendations at its heart rather than constantly chasing the new business exactly that and I'll allow excellence you know we're we're okay with that in this neck of the woods (laughs) (laughs) totally okay with that so let's talk about the good stuff then let's talk about flow what does that feel like because as we say it's not just lying back basking in the sun waiting for the universe to to drop the dream client on the lap exactly just, just intuiting what we want there is a little (laughs) <laughs> yeah, don't, don't just sit staring at your vision board all day and waiting yeah. for the doorbell to ring. <laughs> just following on from that, we don't want to be stuck either. This is about creating a feeling that business is moving forwards. And I think that really speaks to me, the entrepreneur, because the worst feeling for me is that feeling of stagnation. Yes. Yeah, because we don't want that. There'll be times in the natural cycle of us evolving as entrepreneurs, as experts, as people, that we will fall into what I call the creative void. There'll be a scraping away. There'll be a wintering process mm. that has to happen. And that's a whole other piece here. And, and that is hugely valuable. Mm. And we do need to make space for that. But really what we're talking about here is how to maintain a consistent, healthy flow. Because if you're forcing and then you're knackered and then you're forcing and then you're knackered, all of those windows of time that you're losing to that burnout, to that having to manage the emotional dysregulation of that process, having to manage the anxiety, it's a massive waste of time. Mm. You know, it's like the difference between kayaking up a river in white water and turning the kayak around and letting it go downstream Mm. and steering it knowing that you want to go left this way to this beautiful island over here rather than right on this scenic tour of the town over here. So there's <laughs> there's intention, there's direction, there's yeah. purposefulness to it. And when you're in that flow, I'm sorry to drag out the kayaking analogy, when I'm kayaking and I'm kayaking downstream, I can put one stroke in the water with a proportional amount of effort and go so much further than I could if I was facing upstream. I'd have to work three times as hard for the amount of momentum. And that's Mm. what we're talking about. We're talking about bang for your buck, distance for your stroke. You know, it's Mm. it's that ability to do things at the right time in the right way so that you get an exponential return on time and energy. And Mm. you also have this universal backup of everything coming with you. I mean, basically, I'm lazy. Like, why would I work harder than I need to? (laughs) And that's the principle of it, because we don't want to waste all this energy efforting and we want to enjoy it. So we'll talk about specifically about a flow state when you're in that creative process in a sec. But if we're talking about a business that's flowing, we have clear focus and good Mm. focus of attention. And that's in the moment on what you're doing, but also in your strategy. You have clear vision and clear purpose of direction. We know where we're going. It feels good to be in that space more often than not. And there is a high level of productivity in this flow state. Mm. 
there is a, a sort of emotional feeling and a bodily feeling in me of an expansiveness. Yeah. I was saying, wasn't I, the, the year feels full of possibility. Exactly. Yeah. So there's this sense of openness, expansiveness. Yeah. It's like the difference between being stuck in a crowded city where you can't see where you're headed or have any landmarks to orientate yourself. And that feeling you get when you walk up onto a hill and you have a horizon. Yeah. And you have the clarity of that. This is the other thing with flow, just in case you still are listening, thinking, I need the commercial case for this. <laughs> when you're in this very stuck, squashed down, pressured state of force, and I have to get this online course written by next week, and I have to go into my launch phase, and I have to get this many people in my funnel, and I have to sell this many places, and da 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 it not only feels incredibly difficult, but it is difficult to produce that level of work. If you contrast that with feeling in this state of absolute inspiration, vitality, possibility, where something is literally pulling you along, mm. uh, certainly my own experience is I produce a hundred times more when I'm feeling inspired and on my game. I guess, than when I'm sort of backed into a corner, you know, whatever, whoever is doing the backing into a corner. Yeah. And you do that in less time, I imagine, as well. Well, Yeah, that's what I mean. So I can get so much more done or I could go out for a walk. But, you know, either way, it's you definitely are more productive when when business is flowing and it feels like it's moving forwards. I think it's almost that thing of, you know, the more business you have, the easier it feels. The less mm. business you have, the harder it feels. And and it sort of has this contracting, mm. expanding effect on everything, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, if you're on the riverbank and you're wading through mud, getting back into the river of flow is you a are thing full that of, you have to do. Full I'm of full of the analogies today, one. right? What's going on here? <laughs> so we've talked about this openness and this expansiveness and this sense of possibility and this clarity of vision and clarity of direction. If we really want to then get closer to that, the actual flow state, you know, the scientific state of flow when you're in the moment, that state that athletes or high performers, sometimes artists talk about where they're so focused, they're so in the moment, they're so absorbed that all sense of self and self-reference disappears. Time feels like it's bending and stretching Mm. and you're in this perpetual moment of now. Mm. But there is this acute sense of focus Mm. and productivity and it feels good to be in that state so we want to get yes have this sense of everything's easy and flowing but also if we're going to move towards more optimal performance recognize that in order to keep things moving we have to do things like enable our focus to be in the right place and to train our attention I would call that doing my best work and I would be saying to my designers you need to be playing to your strengths, working with clients that are a good fit with you. Mm. And yeah, being able on all the levels to do your best work because that's going to feed that sense of flow is my is my idea. Yeah, so let's think about structuring the business to enable more flow. And you're absolutely right. We need to be very clear on who our ideal clients are and be moving in their direction. Mm which does mean that we have to have 
quite clear boundaries and the power of discernment to know when we're moving away from our operational flow or not. Mm. We have to be playing to our strengths and our magic. We have to be using our best skills. We have to be in a position to be doing our best work. We have to be collaborating with the right people Mm. as well. And in that, we have to make sure that we're aligned at the right level with those people. So whether they're contractors that we bring in to support us and we outsource stuff to, whether it's mutual collaborations like the ones we get involved with, whether it's mentoring programs, whatever it is, mastermind groups, we need to make sure that we're aligned at the right level because we can get pulled off our flow by the wrong influence. Well, and, and actually, I see this often, people getting not just pulled off their flow, but put firmly into a force state. Yeah. So what are the red flags? What are the kind of the typical things we need to be watching out for pulling us off our flow? I mean, you and I were talking about this with me this morning. So I have some personal experience of what pulls me out of flow. But what do you see across the board with your clients? Uh, Distraction is a really big one. Hmm, It's interesting that you pulled that one up first. Yeah. Oh, well, (laughs) that wasn't actually thinking about you, but now you mention it. And this is something that we might not think is is a very big red flag. But do you mean like, I've just got to empty the dishwasher? If we look at that at one level, at the micro end, yes, getting distracted by the dishwasher. Mm. Getting distracted by social media and doom scrolling and Mm. those things. But equally, and this happens with a lot of my clients, They get distracted by great ideas and their values being fulfilled in certain contexts that mean they get pulled off their path. So let me give you a bit more detail around that. So enigmatic. So enigmatic. (laughs) I thought what you were meaning from that was, I mean, this is where my head always goes, is like somebody's just told you that you should be earning nine figures now. And so that's a distraction. Is that what you mean? Or yes, that is definitely true. And that's a big red flag. And there's a Trojan horse, a sort of a subtle one that we might miss because it's masquerading as something else. Mm-hmm. So business going along as usual, you know, you've identified your target clients, you're great, you've got all these projects on the go. But there's something about your work that's not quite fulfilling all of your value drivers. So say you're working a lot solo and you really love collaboration, right? Mm-hmm. And you really want to have more people around you. And you happen to go to the pub and meet a colleague or, you know, an old friend from the business who has this harebrained idea and you get really, really excited, not only about Mm. the idea, but about the prospect of working with somebody else. Yeah. And because your values aren't fulfilled at that level, this is sort of, I'm aligning flow here with purpose as well, of Mm. getting pulled off your purpose. So you can get pulled out of your daily flow by being pulled too far away from your core purpose. And there's all Mm. sorts of things that pull us out of that. But actually, when we come back to the everyday, I think the thing that creates this stop, start, stuckness, we had this come up a lot in Purpose and Possibilities, didn't we, in a workshop? Mm -hmm. It was quite a common theme with a lot of people. It's like, I can't get going. And then I get going and then I have to stop. And then it's not, you know, things aren't quite working for me. That stop, start, particularly if you're an entrepreneur, as a lot of our clients are, Mm. working in a very short window of the day between school pickup or a certain number of days a week between other projects or other responsibilities, or starting up your side business, whatever that is, so that you you only have these little windows. Mm -hmm. And so business always feels a little bit kangaroo-like. It feels a little bit stop-start. And you want to have this sense of ease and flow. 
we are very, very easily distractible and minimizing distractions and flexing the muscle of attention and focus is one of the core skills of finding flow. Mm. Attention constantly gets pulled away, whether that's practically by notifications pinging on your phone or Mm. the worry about the bills or the thought about what you're doing next versus that beautiful ability to focus your attention on your work, to be doing that wonderful creative piece where you're doing your best work and you're doing it with excellence. Distraction is a really big problem for Mm. flow in the same way that perfectionism is. Okay. So excellence, yes. Perfectionism starts to feel like force if we're not careful. Yeah. Because we get to a point where it's... It's never good enough, is it? Exactly. And I know that we don't like the good enough term, but if we say that our base level for good enough is excellence, right? Yeah. So if we take that, when it's good enough, if we're overly perfectionist, we miss the window of opportunity of Mm. then letting that piece go out the door, for example. And that is counter to flow because the thing about flow is you can't grab things too early and you can't hold on to them for longer than you need to. Well, and you have to feel great when you let it, you know, if I, if I think about a book, for example, the minute I send that to print, I have to feel like I have done the, the best job by myself and by my reader that I possibly can. And I need to feel excited enough about it and confident yeah. enough in it to market it and again I think this goes back to this flow versus force way of marketing of you know am I going to enthuse people with what's possible Mm. or am I going to screw them right down and get them to buy it right now because something's lacking in their life yeah and then if we think about this concept of keeping things moving through the business the same goes for cash flow now, I know it's nuts and this is sort of a tiny little... You see, my spending money is part of the keeping things flowing. It really is. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you say that glibly. No, I do. You know. I genuinely, I do genuinely feel like if I want people to buy my online courses, I shouldn't be mean about the things that I invest in. You know what I mean? I feel it like just intuitively, I feel like it's all part of the cycle. You're laughing, but that is exactly it because of this sense of we are interconnected. So the other thing about force is we have this transactional mindset where I'm giving this and they're giving this in return. Whereas when you're embracing a sort of flow potential, you're seeing it in a much more organic way and you're recognizing there's this interconnected web of things. And so you keeping something flowing at one end, like money, for example, Mm. you're feeding it out into the web. It's not like you're paying someone and they're paying you back. Mm. You're sending it out. It's coming back around. You're keeping that flow going. And money is the same as any other kind of energy. Mm. So holding on to your in paying your invoices that are due because Mm. you're worried about the money Mm. is counter to flow. Mm. It's force that's counter to flow but it's also tension and holding that's counter Mm. to flow yeah it makes so much sense it really does it's really really simple yeah yeah it really does yeah interesting I suppose it's where you put your energy isn't it so like it's very tempting at the moment to kind of go back and go you know can I can I cut this or can I cut that or is there a more cost-effective way of doing that and that's not a bad exercise but equally my focus tends to be on what can I do to move forwards rather Mm -hmm. than 
tightening up and and holding back exactly so for you those things of you know cutting costs would be a very brief quick administration mm. exercise that you spend 10 minutes on and it's done and, and you don't because yeah. that's good housekeeping you know all of that yeah. stuff is great but it is absolutely that is what do I need to do to keep things moving yeah what can I enable and the first question there is what am I getting in the way of yeah because if you think about it as a flow not a force approach if we take the force approaches, what should I be doing now? Mm. If we, if the first question is, how do I need to get out of the way? Mm. Then seeing what yields in response to that question can be quite useful information because there might be ways we're just getting in the way of ourselves. What might that look like? So, for example, if we're holding and we're not trusting in the flow, opportunities will come in for us, like you said before, that we don't even see. Mm. And there might be barriers of assumptions we're making in ourselves about capability, Mm. about value, about worth. That means that we don't engage with those or we actively reject them. Mm. We might be limiting ourselves by having to stay at our desks, maintain the focus of getting the to-do list out and actively doing something, which means we never leave the office, which means we miss opportunities to put our lap where opportunities are going to drop So it's the act of physically moving things as well. Mm. And we can be getting in our way by staying too stagnant in one space. Mm. And that's true of staying too stagnant on an online space and not going somewhere else, for example. Mm. So I think these general principles of, am I holding on too tightly to anything? Am Mm. I pushing too hard at anything? If I were to let the pressure go a little bit, what might happen? Mm. You know, the other thing about this approach is we recognise that our businesses our brains and our bodies are not separate from each other. As entrepreneurs, all of those things are are connected in the organism of the whole picture. Mm. So if we're forcing, we're going to have more muscle tension. We're going to have more Mm. jaw tension. We're going to have more of this, this kind of forward pushing movement in the body. We're likely to be more constricted. We're likely to just maybe just have more and I know you can't see me but it's like this sort of fish clenched shoulders hunched kind of and and any degree of that and then if we're stuck we're going to be rigid we're going to be or sluggish we're going to be slow we're going to be you know our digestion's going to be up the spout whatever whatever's Mm. going on and so facilitating space in your environment movement in your body is directly correlated for me between spaciousness in the mind and flow in the business Mm. so if you want to be an entrepreneur who wants to flow more you need to be moving your body more Mm. I know that sounds nuts it follows through you're thinking about being flexible you're thinking about moving you're thinking about being open to opportunities not being rigid fixed-minded tense anxious and feeling like it's all on your shoulders This requires a huge amount of trust and quite a lot of the cultivation of patience. You know, we have to cultivate patience for this to work. Yeah. And and just a quick plug for you. Like if you're not feeling this trust, Elizabeth is phenomenal. (laughs) (laughs) I'll lend you mine. (laughs) I am very, very privileged in that I now have 25 years of back experience so I can look back and go it's okay it's going to be okay because it's always okay yeah I have cultivated over the years a significant amount of trust in Mm. the flow 
and taking my part of that and my part in ensuring that flow keeps going doesn't look anymore like hustle Mm. and Mm. push. It looks like openness, flexibility, inspiration, creativity, opportunity. And that is much more fun. And that leads me on to what's potentially my final question, which is like, how do we bring more of this flow into our work so for me the obvious answer is aside always from get outside for a walk is focus on my creativity and reconnect with my purpose so you know minute I can start reconnecting either with design creativity you know my big Caribbean client was a huge turning point for me on that level Mm. of just really taking me back into my sense of flow and joy and creativity Mm. and also I mean I'm working on something really exciting at the moment which will be out by the time this podcast comes out probably that again has just really reconnected me with my edge my purpose Mm. why I'm in business in the first place what I have to offer over anybody else yeah it's all of those things And I think if we're in the present moment going, oh, God, I'm really stuck or my business isn't working or I just I just want more of this ease and more of this joy. Your nervous system comes first. It's like Mm. this is what we talked about in the Resilience Masterclass a lot. It's like nervous system regulation first. If you want things to flow and be easy, you can't do in a flooded or in a agitated or in a triggered state Mm. or in a dysregulated state. So we need to attend to that first and we'll have differing levels of attention needed depending on how acute or chronic the situation is. And this is sort of verging into the burnout conversation that we had. Mm. So there's nervous system regulation in the moment. There is creating space, physical, environmental space. Mm. So I had a lovely day a couple of weeks ago. I think I shared it on Instagram with wonderful Gail, who did the illustrations for my book. And yeah. we are we were working on her you know, future vision and the plans for the business. She's got loads of ambition and wonderful things happening and, and is so, so good at what she does. Mm. And we were just exploring what's going to open more of this up. So we spent the morning sorting her studio space Mm. because when we walked into the space Gail was feeling heavy uninspired and not ready for work and so at the environmental level that was the first thing we needed to do because we could have a wonderful vision but if when you walk into your workspace it feels heavy and it's not working for you then you need to sort that environmental level out Mm. so you need to create the conditions for flow in your environment You need to create space to regulate the nervous system ongoing. And it might mean that you need a bigger chunk of space. You know, another artist I'm working with has just put out an incredible collection, but she's worked like an absolute Trojan in her craft for three months solid Mm. and now needs to take an extended break for her body to recover from standing Mm. at the easel for that long. You know, for example, the purpose, like you mentioned, I think there is creating the opportunity for flow in your business by making sure your processes are sorted out. Mm, You know, if there's stuff that's clunky, that's not going to enable your clients to move seamlessly through your business, that's not going to feel like flow. And just at a very basic level, if people are complaining or they're not even complaining, but they're not happy, Mm. that's a huge 
flow vitality energy drain you know simplicity of process is key to flow you see it like this water traveling down a channel you want as few things in the way of that Mm. as possible it's really simple you know that metaphor does just work Mm. remove the barriers streamline make things as simple as you can so that you're not having to put time and effort in in a complicated sticky process that's not going to work for you it's about creating a wider channel making things as simple as possible staying on purpose creating the space to look after yourself and then fine-tuning your ability to place your attention where you really want it and to focus amazing So flow and vitality are going to be the forces that ease our path through this now recession. They are absolutely fundamental to a sustainable, joyful business that keeps you sane, which is, let's be honest, at the heart of this podcast. (laughs) What, What three things should we be thinking about if we want to either ease ourselves from a forced to a flow state or we're maybe worried about getting sucked into force as the recession unfolds oh three things this is just coming off the top of my head i do a really quick flow force audit i'd say Mm. where am i putting most effort in in my business Mm. and is that paying off for me Mm -hmm. what is taking most of my energy and mental energy And how can I address some of that directly? Where am I getting a really good return on what I put in? Mm. And what's facilitating that? And when you say return, do you mean emotional, energetic return? Or do you mean cash return? Both. Yeah. Both. I think three really quick things. So down the line, I'd say look at your processes. But three really quick things. How open, joyful, grateful do I feel about life and business right now Mm. and if I really tune into my you know my head heart my gut my body what does my body need to move me one step closer to that feeling Mm, nice what care does it need right now yeah I love that I think that's where I'd start because we don't want to overwhelm at this stage yeah amazing so do a bit of an audit and and really look at How are you feeling in terms of potential and possibility right now? Mm. And what one thing can you do to move yourself closer? Yeah, to that feeling. And and I think, you know, my instinct is that will be a caring move towards yourself. Lovely. Lovely. Nice place to finish, I think. Alrighty. Thanks for listening, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in to Style and Substance. We really hope you've enjoyed the show. You can find more information on everything we've talked about by heading to the show notes or by visiting our websites at thebrand-stylist.com or elizabethcairns.com. If you like what you've heard, we'd love a review. We're a brand new show and your support makes all the difference. You can like and subscribe as well as giving us what we hope is a well-deserved five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to hear what you think of the show too, so please do leave your comments, questions or suggestions for future episodes on our blogs. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye.